and welcome to game five of the Brain Masters Tournament here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. I am MC Devo, the MC, no sucker MC over here. Wow. Mm. Oh, man. Mm. I, I got to come up with a good catchphrase for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been the host for so many for since the show started. Yeah. When when the sensei pointed out that I had been calling myself the wrong thing this whole time, it messed mm-hmm. me up. Mm. That messed you up. Messed me up. <laughs> okay. Because mm. it seems like to the rest of us, every week when we record, you seem kind of surprised. <laughs> that this is what we're doing. <laughs> this is what we're doing, and you have a is, job to do. Is this, is this 51st date? So we will so we work. <laughs> Literally every week you ask me what we're going to be doing. I do. <laughs> and we're here for the express purpose of playing trivia. So Right. Well... Hi, everybody. Hi, Davo. Hi, Kels. How's Adam Sandler? Is he nice? <laughs> He's a pretty okay guy. He's okay. pretty cool. Hi, Andy. Hey, Davo. How you doing, man? Well, you know, in, in the words of the Shy Lights, <laughs> the hell was that? And, uh, <laughs> Have you seen her? And, and uh, Neil, how how can I follow that? You really can't. So we're just going to. It's hard to follow right the shy lights. We're moving right along. <laughs> Neil, take it away. It. <laughs> All right, let's play a game of trivia. Yay! This is episode or game game five of yeah. our Brain Masters tournament, and so far, Kells is winning the tournament with. Uh, way we score the tournament is first place win gets three points second place gets two points third place gets one point using that scoring system kells has 10 devo eight and andy six wow i am profoundly in the basement you are you have you won one and lost three okay kells is one two and placed second twice and devo uh you had one first two second and one third i like to spread it around you spread something around (laughs) so each week we play trivia and we have a theme and within that theme we've got six categories of four questions each each question is worth 10 points with a few bonus points thrown in here and there and then a final question which is worth up to 100 points and because this is the brain masters tournament one of our categories is a bonus category, which has, uh, is it double points or no, extra five points if you get the question right? Yes. I think it's extra five points. So let me pull out my uh, high tech random number. Let generator. me whip this out. Excellent. I think love it's that. Turn like a kid. It's just, it's that German engineering. <laughs> you know it. Mm hmm. So today's category is courtesy of a friend of the show, John Bowman. John. Hey, John Mm -hmm. Bowman. Thank you. Here's what he says about this. I think I accomplished a good mix of things that are too hard and things that are too easy, along with some extremely confusing wording thrown in at no extra charge. And I have to say, I agree with him 100%. Oh, boy. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, that that, that feels Mm. good. I, I have a prediction 
that this is going to be a fairly low scoring game. Oh, hmm. <laughs> okay. The theme so is gambling. I love these little pep talks we have before the episode starts. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was the theme again, Neil? Gambling. 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 Something I am terrible at. You guys ever gamble? Penny Henny Poker. Uh, yeah, Penny Henny Poker. I used to play Nickel Anti Poker. Oh, oh, high roller. You pikers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Category one is history. <laughs> um, question one. Backgammon has been played and probably wagered on for almost 5,000 years. However, the modern version of the game emerged with the introduction of the doubling cube in the 1920s. What is the largest number shown on a face of a standard backgammon doubling cube? To which I had to say... What's a doubling cube? Yeah, I was going to say, would this help if you played backgammon? Because I haven't played backgammon. I have played backgammon. When did I play it? Do you use the doubling cube? We did, I don't think it's called a doubling cube. I meant to ask her about this. Um, well, you can't ask her right now. I know. I know. It turns out. Yeah, I'm locked in. I'm locked in, too. Oh, if I get this wrong, she's going to be so mad. I even read a book about backgammon at one point. We were really getting into it. Uh, locked in. Okay. Let's start with Kells. I said 12. Deva? I also said 12. And Andy? I think it's 64. So I, I have to imagine the way that works is uh, it's like a standard die, but each one is uh, to the power of one through six, which means oh two to the power of six is uh, 64. Huh. Good wow. job, Andy. Nice. So basically it's every, every, so it's like six and then 12 and 18. No. No. What is, it's what two, is it? two, four, eight, the next 16, 32, 64. 32. Yeah. What did okay. you say? Two, yeah. four, eight, sixteen, thirty-two, sixty-four. That sounds okay, right. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Question two: The most popular game in Old West gambling halls featured a layout of thirteen spaces on which players based bets while cards were dealt out of a mechanical shoe. Cheating was extremely prevalent at this game, so much so that several editions of Hoyle's Rules of Games reportedly began the associated section by warning the reader that an honest layout could no longer be found in the United States. <laughs> Name this game. Wow. <laughs> that's, of, that's funny. I'm locked in. Out of a I'm mechanical shoe? Yeah. Um, locked. Wait a minute. Let me think about this for a minute. I got to guess. That shoe in quotes, by the way. It's not yeah. It's not footwear. <laughs> it's the Marty Sometimes McFly I Nike. really wonder how smart you think we are, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all of us have graduated college at some point. We're all relatively intelligent people. We know they're not pulling cards out of a sneaker. I, I don't know the way Andy twice, said a we? shoe. It made me kind of... <laughs> I, just, I, just, I felt the need to clarify just to make sure. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm locked in. All right. Deva? I said Pharaoh. Andy? Mm. Blackjack? And Kells. So Texas hold them. The correct answer is Pharaoh. Yeah. I don't know what Pharaoh is. Is that the game of the Egyptians? 
It's, it's uh, kind of like Baccarat, except not. <laughs> it was what they were playing in, uh, I believe, don't quote me on this, it was what they were playing in uh, Tombstone when Billy Bob Thornton was the dealer. Yeah, I think it was. Oh. It's F-A-R-O. Yeah. And I'll be your huckleberry, by the way. Oh. Just so you know. Well, you're a daisy if you do. Mm, thanks. I'll pass. <laughs> Question three. <laughs> While the modern game originated in the 18th century France, many historians believe that a famous mathematician produced the first primitive roulette wheel in the previous century as part of an attempt to build a perpetual motion machine. Hmm. This man is also known for his many contributions to probability theory, fluid dynamics, and an eponymous triangle you probably got tired of hearing about in high school. Name him. And then there's a bonus for five points. What is the sum of all the numbers on a modern roulette wheel? Oh, Lord. I'm not going to get that. Wow. And uh, sorry, I, I cut off part of that. I think I'll put that back in. The the bonus the answer is also the um, the uh, combination to um, oh, who's the dude from Pulp Fiction Marcellus Marcellus Wallace Marcellus Wallace's briefcase. Wow, I'm locked in. I I got nothing. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Andy uh, Tycho Brahe. Yay. And if you add all the numbers together, it comes to 400, uh, the name of the Chicago Northwestern's passenger train service. Okay. Kels? I said uh, Descartes, and I just guessed 360. Okay. And Devo? I said Descartes, and I believe the briefcase was opened with 666. Well, the correct yeah, answer was. is Blaise Pascal. Oh. And the oh. bonus is 666. Yeah. Tycho Brahe has let me down again, and yet I still stand behind him. He's a good man. You can't go wrong with Tycho mm-hmm. Brahe. Mm-hmm. So what what triangle are we tired of hearing about in high school? Because apparently I didn't hear about it. Um. So Pascal's triangle is a triangular array that's constructed by summing adjacent elements in uh, preceding rows. So if you start with one at the top and then you put one, one in the next row, mm-hmm. then one, two, one in the next row because you're adding. Yeah. Them up. Okay. And what yeah. level of mathematics was this in? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, algebra probably. It's, it's not know, geometry. This is when the rest of the class went to math class and you and I had to go to the little room where we played math games. I loved math games. Yeah. Good times. I liked math games. And then we studied, you know, the humanities and the yes. arts. I studied no D&D. math. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question four. According to the historian Suetonius... One Roman emperor wrote a now lost book on the art of winning at dice games. This emperor was known as a prolific writer in general and reigned between Caligula and Nero. Name him. And there is an easy mode if you need it for half points. I'll take it. I need some points. I'll take the easy mode. 
Um, it's been a bit since I studied ancient Rome. Between I'm I'm locked in because I need the I need to get out of the basement, guys. I can't fool around anymore. I'm locked in. Oh. Okay, so okay. Kels, you want the easy mode? Yes, I do. And Devo, Kel, and Andy's locked in. I'm locked in. Okay. Well, I want the easy mode too. Right, yeah, right. Okay. So easy mode is he was also the subject of a popular 1970s BBC miniseries based on a novel by Robert Graves. Oh, I see who wrote the easy mode for this episode. Yeah, let's uh, <laughs> see if it came from Minnesota. <laughs> no, it's, this is all John. I have never heard of this miniseries. You know, first, I wrote it would have helped me anyway. Yeah, I wrote down an emperor. Unless, was there a Roman emperor called Monty Python? I'm locked in. Between Caligula and Nero. Uh, I'm locked in. All right, Kels? I went with Claudius. Deva? Augustus. Andy? Mm. Constantine. The book and miniseries were named I, Claudius. Oh. I told you you heard of it. Yeah. I yeah. Claudius. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Did you say that? Kels? I said Claudius? Yes. Yeah. And it's a good Once thing a you did, Kels, because it saved you from having a category shutout. Wow. Yeah. I needed it. So true to my prediction, at the end of round one, Kels has five. <laughs> Andy 15. I'm sorry, Andy 10. Devo 15. You know how I got to 15? The devil. (laughs) I was going to say grit. I don't know how I missed that clue. I knew that. I know you knew that. I was waiting for it. Yeah, I was too busy thinking about the damn triangle. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid Pascal triangle. Stupid math. Getting in the way of my movie trivia. <laughs> All right. Category two is movies. <laughs> Come on. Uh, and it. it just happens to be today's bonus category. No. Let's go. Oh, watch. I fail no. miserably at this. What? The oh. random, look, the randomizer 5,000 has been bought off. That's just all there is to it. Randomizer 5,000? Is that where music bot comes from? Lyric bot 5,000. And random other 5,000 are cousins. Ah. All right. So, Kels, don't get too excited because these are, no, I, I know think, gonna, somewhat difficult questions. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Question one. Stanley Kubrick's first major Hollywood film release was a 1956 film noir detailing a carefully planned heist of a day's gambling proceeds from the money counting room at a racetrack. While it had a disappointing box office performance... The film has garnered much critical acclaim and features innovative usage of the kind of nonlinear narrative later seen in films such as Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. Name this movie. My feelings about Stanley Kubrick have been uh, firmly stated in the past. I've heard. I have (laughs) not seen what I'm sure is a terrible movie. Wow. Wow. Andy. Throwing it out there. Dr. Strangelove is amazing. Mm-hmm. The rest is trash. I'm locked in. I don't know this. I don't. I'm a uh, Ray guy. I'm going to punt. Straight up. Yeah, just get it. Just don't even pretend like I know what I'm talking about at this point. <laughs> <laughs> when he was describing the movie, I knew what it sounded like. 
And I was hoping he was like, it was remade into something else. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, did you lock in? Uh, yeah, I'm locked in. Starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So <laughs> let's start with Dave, Now Ray Guy comes in for his first punt of the day. Kick is away. There's a high, twisting, hang time spiral. Andy? <laughs> Uh, 1956, A Gambling Odyssey. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. And Kels. When you were describing the movie, it sounded a lot like uh, the plot of Logan Lucky. So I said Logan Lucky. Sweet the lick. That's a problem. You have a problem with that? The movie was called The Killing. The Killing. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. It's new to me. All right. Question two. In the Cincinnati Kids, Steve McQueen plays a young poker player determined to defeat a legendary card shark played by Edward G. Robinson in a high stakes game. In what city does this film almost entirely take place? Oh, wow. I did a question about this movie. I watched I this movie. It's yeah, very good. I, yeah, I've seen this movie, too. I thought Steve McQueen was a little flat. Honestly, but the movie was good. Uh, I like Carl Malden's performance quite a bit. I'm lucky. I lucky. It has been a long time since I've seen this movie. I I'm locked in. All right, Kells. I said Nowlands. Deva. I said Nowlands. And Andy. I guessed New York City. I didn't know. All right. Well, the Richard Jessup novel from which the screenplay was adapted was set in St. Louis, but it was changed mm-hmm. to New Orleans for the film. <sighs> so the correct answer is New Orleans. Nah, let's. <laughs> Question three. In the 1973 movie, The Sting, grifters played by Robert Redford and Paul Newman engage in an elaborate confidence scheme involving a fake bookmaker's parlor in order to extract revenge against a crime boss and card cheat Doyle Lonigan. This film film won seven Oscars, including one for Best Director. The director of the film was also nominated for Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, which featured the same leading duo. Name him. Name the, uh, the the director. Director. Locked in. And I have an easy mode if you need it for half points. Easy mode for me, please. Mm, it's, I have never seen The Sting. I've never seen The well, I've Sting. I've seen The Sting, but I haven't seen The Sting. I I've seen Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. I can't call a director. I'll take the easy mode. The easy mode is the director shares a last name with Ray, Ray Liotta's character in Goodfellas. <laughs> if, I just gave you, if I just gave you the last name, would I get points? Yeah, typically that's all you need to give for a name. Locked in. Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid would be in easily my top ten favorite films of all time. It was cool. I knew this. I knew this from that movie, not The Sting. Sting. No, that guy's last name. Award winner in '73. Yep. So, Andy, if you are you saying that if I hadn't mentioned that it was the same director, you might not have gotten it? Would have been clueless. The Sting is one of my dad's favorite films, so I've seen it a couple times, but. Um, yeah, you know, I'm a fan of the other film, so I know a lot of the trivia. And... All right, I'm locked in with a guess. I cannot remember his last name. Oh, man. Okay, I know. Uh, Ray Liotta's character was Henry Hill, so I wrote Oh, come Hill. on. 
Dave said Doyle. And Andy. The director is George Hill. Director's name is George, George Roy Hill. Oh, that guy was a point guard for the Pacers. <laughs> well, you mix in yeah, George Hill and Roy Hilbert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a good squad. Oh, there was silence. Question four. Released in 1988, the film Eight Men Out recounts the events of the 1919 Black Sox scandal. While the extent of his involvement is debated, and he always denied it, the plot to fix the, the World Series is generally attributed to what notorious gambler played by Michael Lerner in this movie. Uh, all right, I'm locked in. I think I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in. Devo. I said Lansky. Meyer. Lansky. Andy. Yeah. All right, Arnold Rothschild. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, Andy, have you seen Casino? Yeah. All right. You remember De Niro's character? Yes. Remember his name? Oh, I've only seen Casino once, believe it or not. You and I love these kind of films, but uh, I've never been a big fan of Casino. Okay. I don't remember. His name was his name was Sam Rothstein. He was based on Rothstein. Arnold. Rothstein. Oh, so I want that Arnold stings. That stings if that's, yeah. He was also featured as a character in HBO's Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk Empire. Arnold mm-hmm. Rothstein. I would have given you half points if you, if uh, Kels had yeah. gotten it. No, that's fair. That's legit. Which means that at the end of round two, Andy has 25, Devo 30, and Kels 45. Oh. Boo. <laughs> All right, category three is horse racing. Oh. You guys big fans of horse racing? Not really. My mom no. was, is, and she doesn't really watch much horse racing now, but we watch the Kentucky Derby pretty much every year. I've really? seen horses before. From I mean, from the car when you're driving. Yeah. <laughs> Question one. In the USA, all wagers of a particular type on a horse race are placed in a pool of money that is then divided between all winning tickets at the end of the race. What is the name for this system of betting that stands in contrast to other sports bets where wagers are typically placed directly with or against and paid by a casino or bookmaker? And for a bonus, the same system is used for wagering on a Basque sport popular in Florida. Name this sport that Don Draper was also once hired to promote on Mad Men. Didn't watch Mad Men. Everything you just said was new to me. <laughs> so there's a particular type of the, betting the whole, that no, happens. No, no, I get, get everything. I was okay. just like the whole time like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that yeah. either. Huh, that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't make that connection before. Huh, all this is new. I have a guess and I'm locked in. Um, locked in. I lived in South Florida for a while, and you could see this Basque sport on TV quite often. It was really interesting. What kind of sport are you saying? Basque, B-A-S-Q-U-E. I think that's a region of Spain, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. You know what? I've invited Ray Guy out to do his (laughs) thing. I think he's from Georgia. You may not know much about this guy. He's from Mississippi. Whatever. (laughs) 
whatever. All right, so we'll start with Andy. Now Ray Guy comes in for his first punt of the day. Kick is away. There's a high, twisting, hang time spiral. <laughs> Kells. I said pool play. And no guess on the sport? Oh, no, none. Okay. Devo. I said parlay. And the sport is high lie. Oh, I should have guessed. Oh, I should have gone my heart on that. That's from Miami Vice. Yeah. The type of betting that I'm sure you've all heard of is called paramutual. Oh, of course. It's my sure. favorite kind of betting. Right. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was betting like that yesterday. Um, okay. Maybe you haven't friends. heard of it. <laughs> and the, uh, the sport high popular lie. in Florida is high lie. Yeah. Yep. Glad I brought out Ray Guy. I should have guessed that just, just even. Oh, yeah. Whenever you think of a sport popular, pretty much only in Florida, it's Florida highlight. Florida is probably it's highlight. Yeah. Honestly, the only thing I know about that, that is it was in an episode of my advice once. It's on the opening of every episode. Oh, right. It's in the opening, too. Yeah. yeah. It's right after the, the, the lady's breasts bounce by and then there's the highlight guy. <laughs> <laughs> your, your memory of Miami Vice continues to surprise me. Well, best theme song ever written. Stop it. No, it's not. <laughs> not even from its own decade is not the best. This is our way. Oh, I want this debate now. What is the uh, the best uh, the best theme song ever? Miami Vice. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it, it really Nothing is. Perfe- it perfectly encapsulates the show and an entire era. Dude, it's like what you told me with Bret Hart. It's like his theme song isn't good. It's just that I like Bret Hart and his theme song meant that I was about to see Bret Hart. That's what made it good. (laughs) You were about to see Miami Vice, which made the theme song good. See what I'm saying? I see what you're saying, and it is a compelling argument, but flawed. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Like we can can do this all back. Kels, you have to offer up what yours is. Just from the eighties alone? Sure. What what are you what are you throwing out that's better than Miami Vice? Night Rider's theme was better than Miami Vice. Oh wow. Bunk a bunk a bunk a bunk. Wow. It wasn't even a hit on the radio. Who cares Jan about Hall the charts? wrote a great song? No, wait, great. Stop it. Jan, that was on the charts. It charted at like number five. It was yeah, a Super legit. Bowl Shuffle almost won a Grammy. They don't make it a good song. This is all I'm a moot just, point because the greatest theme song of all time is Suicide is Painless for MASH, followed closely behind Welcome Back from Welcome Back, Cotter. Welcome back. I, I think you you're go. all wrong. And the song, to, to use Devo's description, that perfectly encapsulates both both the uh, the show and the era of the show is the theme, theme song to Sanford and Son. Thank you. I was about to oh, say that if you weren't going to say it. No words needed. Man. <laughs> of course, these are all second to our theme song. Our theme song's amazing. <laughs> our theme song has a bassoon. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Sanford and Son. <laughs> all right, let's keep playing trivia here. I'm sure everybody's fascinated by this diver, uh, divergence. <laughs> Question two. Name the three legs of the U.S. Triple Crown in the order that they are run in a typical year, oh, i.e. Oh. anything that isn't 2020. 
along with the state in which each ra- each race is ro- is run. So you need the 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 order in the state. Yep. Why so hard? <laughs> You'll have to send a note to John and ask him. I don't know the states. I don't think. One of them should be blindingly obvious. Well, yeah, I got the that one. <laughs> have to be such a dick all the time i mean because most people don't know it's not actually there it's in south dakota (laughs) it's just named after a dude (laughs) william klaus kentucky (laughs) now you gave it away davo from pierre south dakota (laughs) well you know a conversation we had in my class this week because it confuses kids all the time where did Robert E. Lee surrendered to Ulysses S. Grant in the Civil War. Uh, Appomattox. Uh, the Appomattox Theater. The theater. Appomattox Courthouse. Yeah. Um, except as you also read about it, the Civil War papers were signed in some dude's living room. Yeah. So I thought it was Appomattox Courthouse. I did too. I mean, that's, that's the picture they always that's show. They, that's the, the picture. Right. So they had to meet somewhere. <laughs> Why didn't they meet at the courthouse? Well, they met at Bill's house. It's confusing. You know why? Bill had, the, Bill had a comfortable couch. No, because he lived at the courthouse. It's stupider than that. Do you it's, do you know Neil? Because he lived at the courthouse. No. Oh. Because <laughs> it's a tiny, tiny little village named Appomattox Courthouse. Oh. The village does not have oh, a, courthouse. a courthouse. Oh wow! <laughs> so they made it somewhat. The name of the there village was no is Appomattox Courthouse. At all. The little tiny village was called Appomattox Courthouse. It completely lacked any kind of courthouse, so they signed it in this dude's house. It was the nicer of the houses in the tiny little village. Dude, I turned thirty-five a month ago. Happy birthday. Well, appreciate it. And now I'm just not learning that it was no courthouse involved at Appomattox Courthouse. Next thing you tell me that the movie Barbershop, there was no haircut. <laughs> I'm locked in, I'm by locked the way. In. I'm locked Sorry. in, man. I, I'm locked in. Oh, good. Everybody's locked in. Let's start with Kells. All right. I said the Kentucky Derby, which would take place in Kentucky. You said the Then the... <laughs> Then the Preakness, which is in Maryland. And I said oh the last race is the Belmont Stakes in New York. Okay. Dave? Kentucky Derby in Kentucky, the Preakness in Maryland, and the Belmont Stakes in New York. And Andy? Kentucky Derby in Kentucky. Preakness was the one I was really nervous about. For some reason, I I thought it might be in Maryland. I also thought it might be in Georgia. And mm-hmm. I went with Maryland and Belmont. I was pretty confident in New York. Do you think, does Preakness mean like the state of being preaked? <laughs> what what full, is that? I've achieved full Preakness. <laughs> the correct answer is Kentucky Derby in Kentucky, Preakness States in Maryland, and Belmont Stakes in New York. Oh, man. I was. All yeah. got it right. I, I just knew I was going to get Preakness and Belmont in the wrong order. Yeah, I knew Kentucky Derby was the opening show, but yeah, it was a it was a total flip of the coin for the rest of the order. Question three: As of January two thousand twenty-one, thirteen horses have won the U.S. Triple Crown, the most recent in two thousand eighteen. 
name any two of these for five points each. And you can get an extra five points if you can name a third. Okay. Oh, I spelled that all the way wrong. I'm just going to leave that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the second one I'm writing down, I got no idea of the spelling. I got three. The uh, um, This one could have been a final question, mm-hmm. but yeah, his final question is a lot harder, so I decided one. to go with that one. I think I feel this like is the only three I would have gotten. <laughs> I don't think I could have gotten a fourth. I can name like six right now. Wow. Really? Seriously? So it's a list. It's a, it's a list. list. Yeah. <laughs> you have to say it like that. Her mother likes <laughs> It's a list. I, I, I'm confident these are the only three I could ever come up with. I'm locked in as well. All right. Devo, you locked in? Yeah. All right. Let's start with Devo. I have Secretariat. I have Acclaimed. And I have War Admiral. All right. Um, Andy? Uh, I wonder if Dave got this one mixed up. I've never heard of War Admiral, but Manowar, Secretariat, and Seattle Slough most recently. No. What? No? <laughs> That's not true. No, like Seattle Slough won the, won the Triple Crown, but it was like in the 70s. It was more oh. recent than the other two that he listed, one of which wasn't a Triple Crown winner. I'm telling you, not well up. There's been somebody since the Seattle Slough, huh? Yes. I'm about to check out this news feed I've been hearing all about. Hey, Trump's being impeached. Kills. Oh, I'm kind of worried about Davos' list because yeah, he said one of, he claimed and pretty sure he was thinking about affirmed but i have war admiral seattle slew and american pharaoh well here's the here's a quick list sir barton gallant fox omaha war admiral whirl away count fleet assault citation secretariat seattle slew affirmed american pharaoh and justify dang it I thought it was acclaimed. Yeah, <laughs> so David and, and Andy each got two. Kel's got three. Uh, it's just, it's a list. Yeah, it's a list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question four. The distance of a horse race is often presented in a unit that is the, the equivalent of one eighth of a mile. This unit dates from Anglo-Saxon times and is based on the team a based on the distance that a team of oxen could plow without resting. Name this unit. I'm locked oh. in. See, um, I was locked in until the no. last bit. Uh, I lost the word. Um, it's acclaimed. It's I can't <laughs> Dang it. Oldest. So I didn't realize they measured thing by noses back then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a cubit. <laughs> Stop it! It's not helping. It's uh, yeah. What's a cubit? <laughs> Is everybody locked in? Kelly's is still thinking, and we're still trying to throw them off. I got two F-words. If you get four Cheez-Its and you put them in a cube shape, (laughs) that's a cubit. 
I mean, it's delicious. <laughs> you fill that with a little cream cheese, bam, have a Cubit. Oh, man, I used to play Cubit all the time on my Nintendo. Oh, man. man was, in the arcade, it's great. Yeah, that Cubit. Locked in. So everybody's locked in. Would it have helped at all if I'd if I'd said it was? Uh, uh, think about the young John Connor. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. I picked the right F word. I'm glad you picked the right one. Yes, Andy. I almost went with Rod. I think that's also a measurement, uh, but it's furlong. Kels. Edward Furlong. <laughs> furlong. Deva. Furlong. It is Edward, or not Edward Furlong. It's just Furlong. <laughs> it's just a Furlong. <laughs> Secretariat is leading by one Edward. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At the end of round three, Andy has 55, Devo 65, and Kells 180. What? Uh, just just I 80. 180? Oh, I was about to say. No. <laughs> just 80, yeah. <laughs> 180. Wow. Just 80. I'm like, I'm going to sit out the rest of it. I am. Kels has almost lapped me already with 80. I am doing so badly again. I told you it was going to be a low scoring game. Yeah, but you didn't say I would be the lowest scoring in the game. That's what I'm mad about. I thought that just stood to reason. Yeah. (laughs) Haroob. You're a hippie. I hear if you win this, you get a Charleston shoe. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. See, you you picked up on the Haru, but I've always been fascinated why the, the Nixon character Chew. on the Nixon character on that show loves Charleston shoes. Because they're so it's funny to say, I would imagine. Oh, okay. That was my favorite candy bar as a kid. You freeze them. We're, we're, we're done, Neil. Okay. <laughs> Question four is, category four is casino games. Oh. Oh, no. I've never been to us. I went to a casino to see Paul Simon, but I just walked through the, where they were playing. I've never <laughs> been to a casino in my life. Yeah, I've, I've only walked. <laughs> they are sad places. That is the most Andy story yeah. I've ever heard. I yeah. had to cut through the casino to see Paul Simon, and like, I went right back thing, to the parking lot. Only thing that would have made it more you is like, I, I took a train to get there. <laughs> <laughs> I got married in Las Vegas. Ooh. At a, at a little chapel mm-hmm. on the strip. Nice. By Elvis? Uh, he was there. He sang. He didn't actually perform. <laughs> oh, nice. Seriously. <laughs> he was I, there. That's also think, awesome. I don't think that it was is... the real Elvis. Oh. There's a chance. Okay. Question one. According to statistics reported by the Nevada Gaming Commission, in calendar year 2019, Two table games accounted for more than half of casino winnings, excluding those from slot machines. Name these two games for five points each. I don't think he'll, he'd do that. I'm kind of gaming the game here. Let's see here. All right, I'm like, there aren't that many table games. I know. Yeah, I know. Oh, oh. I'm, I'm locked in. Locked in. Okay, Kels. I said blackjack and roulette. Okay, Andy. I said blackjack and craps, and in parenthetical, I had D and D. Devo. 
That would be awesome if you could play D <laughs> in a casino with like a dedicated. Not never mind. For um, money. Well, it's similar because both in your mom's basement a casino, there's no windows. That's <laughs> very true. Uh, I said blackjack, and I was thinking roulette, but we had already had a question about roulette, and I don't think John Bowman would double up on us. So I went with craps instead. <laughs> I like how you say that. Like I, can't, I, can't really, I know John Bowman. John Bowman he's wouldn't do the, that. He's not the kind of man to double up. Head. I am in his head. Well, you're correct. He did not double up in this case. <clears throat> However, correct answer is blackjack and baccarat. Oh, oh I almost said Baccarat. Oh. You just like James Isn't Bond. Isn't that what James, I was going to say, that's what James Bond plays. Yes, in, that's what James uh, Bond yeah, plays. Casino Royale. It's, with it's all like, the shoes, with the big, the all the cards in the game. Machine. It usually <laughs> has the highest, uh, highest wagering. Yeah. It also, I think, has the best odds in the casino. Really? Hmm. You'll still lose, but. Oh, it, it, mm-hmm. it is a casino. All right, question two. Many casinos offer both a game played with a set of 32 dominoes and a variant played with a standard deck of cards with one joker included. Both are named for what Chinese phrase that is loosely translated as make nine? This is wrong, but it's the only thing that's stuck in my head. Locked in. It might be the same thing. I'm stuck in my head. It's probably the same thing you're thinking. (laughs) I'm locked in. Okay, Andy. Mahjong? Deva? Mahjong. And Kells. Well, let's triple it up. I said Mahjong. The job of a chimney sweep comes with a great deal of responsibility. It's called Pai Gao. Oh, come on. Still don't know. (laughs) Never heard of that one. It's a game that Neil likes to play. That's the game that Neil likes to play. Oh. For fun or for dominance? Dominance. The only <laughs> yeah. reason to play. Right. Well, he probably has fun doing it, though. He does. Remember the 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 Kung Pao enter the fist question? <laughs> yes. But yeah. he got right because he played Pai Gao. Oh, right. So it sounds like Kung Pao. <laughs> You're still mad about that. A little it sounds salty. a little sour. <laughs> it's like two years ago. <laughs> Let's go, Davo. It's still fresh to somebody. It's, it's, it's Pai Gao. <laughs> and to, be, to be clear, I played that when we played our nickel anti-poker after college. So it's been... Wow. Close Too to, rich for my blood. Close to 30 <laughs> years now since I played that. Well, back then, a nickel was worth a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Question three. Most casinos off, offer a lottery-like game where players simply choose a set of numbers between 1 and 80 and then win or lose based on the number of matches from a random drawing of 20 numbers in this range. This game also has a Chinese has Chinese origins, but most likely gets its modern name from the French or Latin for group of five numbers. Name this game. I have a guess already, but I can't believe that's right. Every time you say that, you're not right. I know. <laughs> um, I'm gonna punt. Oh. <laughs> Evo so happy again. <laughs> I was hoping somebody else would punt. <laughs> I'm locked in. It's important to find joy 
Mandy. <laughs> you just gotta find it where you can. David, what's your answer? Well, my answer was the Pentavrit. They meet every <laughs> in the meadows. Stop, stop, stop. The Gettys, the Rothschilds. The Colonel Sanders before he went tits up. <laughs> Pentavrit. And Kels. Now Ray Guy comes in for his first punt of the day. Kick us away. There's a high twisting hang time spiral. Woo! <laughs> Andy. All I can think of is Lotto. Okay. Well. When and how you sweep yeah. is a vital part of curling. Hey, this is a fun game. <laughs> the game is called Kino. Kino? That's Kino? Mm-hmm. How is that derived? How does that derive from Latin group of five? Well, the French word is quine. Yeah. Sink. Got it. Q-U-I-N-E-K-I-K-E-N-O. John opines, though, he says, although it might have been more honest to use the French for terrible odds. <laughs> <laughs> Question four. In craps, four numbers can be bet the hard way. Name any two for five points each. So when you when you make your bets, you can say, I'm going to take these this number the hard way, which has a particular meaning in the game. All right, I'm I'm in. I'm in. In it to win it. Locked in. Woo. I'm locked in. I'm I'm trying you're saying there's two different ways? There are four numbers that you can bet that is the hard way. You need to find you need to give oh. him two of them. Oh, just two. I get it. Okay. Yes. I get it. I'm locked in. Still. I was paying attention, Neil. <laughs> get him a cookie. I'd give you bonus points, but that's not actually part of the game. It's kind of assumed that uh, you pay attention. That's, I'm locked in. That was that's the minimum requirement of playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is it everybody? Like Kels? Six and eight. Andy? Four and six. And Deva? I was thinking if you're going to do it the hard way, means there's only, you have to roll exactly two numbers on the dice. Like there's no other combinations, like a nine, you can get a five and a four and a, you know. So I said a 12 and an 11. Well, Deva, good job for paying attention. However, (laughs) you're wrong. (laughs) The numbers that you can bet the hard way are four, six, eight, and ten. What does that mean? Okay, so do you... It's a match set. Two and two are four. Three and three is six. That's the hard way. You can't get a six as a uh, five and a one. You have to get the six as a three and three. So I was right. My thought was right, but the... Okay. But you were giddy because you got complimented by the sensei. No, no. I, I, I locked in before that. My my thought was right that you had to roll specific numbers on the dice, just not the same number. Okay. Uh, yeah. Except that's what you would do if you got a 12. Yeah, but that was, yeah. I Can I just be wrong? <laughs> okay. I mean, you're trying to justify your answer. So... <laughs> I feel bad for you now, Devo. Oh. This is like when you're, you're I was just trying. Your brother's okay. getting into trouble with your dad, and you're like, oh, I wish this was over. Oh, yeah. Screens worthy. Oh. So the way John explains it is a hard way bet wins if the number bet 
if the number bet on is rolled as doubles prior to a seven or a non-double version of that number. So for example, a hard eight pays if you if a four four is rolled before any seven or a three five. Oh. Okay. Well, well that's <laughs> dumb. That's just I, I disagree with these rules and we're moving on. At the end of round four, Andy and Devo are tied at 70. And Kells has 95. All right. Yeah. We're just a furlong behind. Just yeah. Category five is gambling cities. Where's gambling music? I can think of I don't think gambling music is in here. So the way this is gonna work is I'm gonna start reading some facts. And as Mm -hmm. soon as you think you know what the answer is, uh, stop me. And everybody Mm. will have that same set of facts to answer the question with. Okay. Okay. I had a name for this type of question, but I've completely forgotten what it was. It's like name that too. Sort of kind (laughs) of. Question bot 5,000. Oh, that's good. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. And so the answer to each of these is a city. So question one. This city was founded in 1868 and is situated on the Truckee River. The city is located in the Silver State and the Tesla Gigafactory. That's all you got, I guess. I'll lock in. I'm locked in. Pretty sure I know what the Silver okay, State is. Okay, so the, the rest of the clues are the uh, city is located in the Silver State and the Tesla Gigafactory is located just outside the city limits. The city is home to a university whose sports teams are known as the Wolfpack. Colin Kaepernick played college football there. And the city is nicknamed the biggest little city in the world. What? So, Davo, what's your answer? Reno. Kels? Reno. And Andy. Reno. It is Reno, Nevada. Question two. This city is less than one-sixth the size of Washington, D.C., but has more than 600,000 permanent residents, making it one of the most densely populated areas in the world. The gambling industry in this city... Locked in. Oh. Hmm. I'm locked in. The gambling industry in this city pre-pandemic had total revenues estimated at more than seven times those of Las Vegas. The city was a Portuguese colony until 1999. It was the last colony that Portugal relinquished after 442 years of rule. Well, <laughs> so off. Whoopsie Daisy. <laughs> I had a feeling you might, you guys might have been uh, in the wrong direction. Were, were you, all, were you in the Mediterranean area? No. Yeah. No. Oh. I was. I wasn't. The last one is: uh, this city is now a special administrative region of the People's Republic of China. Dang it. You can't see, but I'm doing a little victory dance back here. Really? <laughs> okay, Andy. Macau. Deva. Monte Carlo. Kells. Monte Carlo. Correct answer is Macau. Dang it. Good job, Andy. Question three. This city was incorporated in 1854 from portions of Egg Harbor Township and Galloway Township. The Miss America pageant has been held in this locked city. In. Locked in. Locked in. I almost locked in before that. That's when he said Egg Harbor. Uh, so the rest of the question, the answer is um, the Miss America pageant has been held at this city for the last 100 years. The street names in the city were the basis for the majority of properties in Monopoly. 
and it is home to a famous boardwalk. Devo. Atlantic City. Kells. Atlantic City. And Andy. Atlantic City. It is Atlantic City. We lived uh, very near there when I was uh, a baby. And before I could talk, uh, the first thing that I really would say is I would do impressions of the foghorn. Nice. Uh, my, my parents tell me that night, you know, they're going to be as, and I wouldn't stand up in my crib. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> and our final question. This city was first settled by Europeans, the French, in 1699, and six different national flags have flown over it during its history. The city was heavily damaged by Hurricane Katrina in 2005. Locked in. And for a bonus, can we name all six flags? Uh, he's got oh. them listed here. I'll let you get a moral bonus, I suppose. <laughs> all right. There's the... no, Locked in. I I have a educated guess, and okay. also the site of one of my favorite Ric Flair promos. <laughs> if I'm right. It is beautiful. I think even non-wrestling fans would appreciate the just the kind of energy that the Nature Boy is bringing. I'm locked in. Okay, so before I finish the questions, I'm curious what Andy thinks the flags were. Uh, the flags are, um, oh, wait a minute. Hmm. I just realized I was thinking of a different trivia. I was thinking about Texas, the six flags over Texas. This is six flags over New Orleans. New Orleans would be France, Spain, the Confederacy, and the United States. That's four. Well, I'll just stop you there. Let me. Texas would be Mexico and the Republic of Texas for six. All right. Let me let me finish reading the question. Okay. So the the city was heavily damaged by Hurricane Katrina in 2005. Per Mm -hmm. the 2010 census, this city is now the fifth largest in Mississippi. Yes. And finally, Neil Simon wrote a play set in the city, which was later turned into a movie starring Matthew Broderick and Christopher Walken. Oh, didn't know that part, but I I guessed. uh, Let's start with Deva. Yeah. I said Tunica. Okay, Kels. Luxie. And Andy. Well, I obviously said New Orleans. So hold on, I'm gonna think the six flags that flew over Mississippi. I'm still those those are still the correct four so far. One of what two flags besides the oof. would you like me to give tell me just, you? Give me a minute, please. I okay. want to come up with this on my own. Mean Woo! Oh. Oh, <laughs> Andy, <laughs> if you get all six of them. I, I will give you a five point bonus because there's one I don't think you're going to get. Mm. So is I'm it just, is the answer for Biloxi? Oh, yes. The correct answer is Biloxi. <laughs> I just mentioned a city in Mississippi. Spain is first and then France. We came from France. <laughs> Spain again, France again. The United States, the Confederacy. Mm-hmm. I suppose you could technically say the Union Jack, the British Union Jack. And a vowel. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what. So what are they, Neil? That's a really interesting question. So the city was first settled by the French, as I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Then you've got England, Spain, England, Spain, and then the short-lived Republic of West Florida. Oh, and then the Confederacy, oh. and then the USA. As Republic of West Florida, is that Aaron Burr's deal? No idea. Yeah, I think that must be Aaron Burr's briefly lived country. I would guess. Interesting. Good. Good question. All right. At the end John, of John round Bowman. five, Davo has 90, Andy Great. 100, and Kells 125. God bless Bess. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to slot machines. Come on. Just, what, what were you what, hoping for? What was slot machines? What were you going for? Anything but that. <laughs> How about a potpourri? Yeah, potpourri. Come on. Hey, you can call can this a good potpourri. We can call this some potpourri if you want to. But it's all about slot machines. That's not potpourri. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, Dave. Send a nasty letter to John. <laughs> Actually, don't, because he was very kind in presenting these. Everything else he was. <laughs> All right, question one. The first fully electromechanical slot machine called Honey called Money Honey was released in 1963. It was developed by a company perhaps better known for producing pinball machines. In fact, the name of this company is included in the lyrics to The Who's Pinball Wizard. Come on, dude. Of course you are, Pinball Wizard. You would have gotten it without that. <laughs> you jerk. Gosh. I'm sorry, Andy. I'm just a little no, frustrated. No, it's all right. It's all right. I get it. Has it. Nothing to do with you and your oh. strangely encyclopedic knowledge of music. Especially in pinball, was it? Uh, what the heck? All right, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm playing the rest of this game under protest. Protest. He's protesting that he's losing. That there is that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm locked in. All right. Andy. Uh, Bally. What? Deva. What did Andy say? Bally. I said Atari because Atari is better than a stupid pinball machine. Cows. <laughs> I said Golden Flake. It's the Bally Table King. I thought I was the Bally Table King. Hmm. But I just handed my pinball crown to him. Man, he's ballied. I didn't listen to too much Outcast. I would have remembered that. <laughs> I would have had space for it. So, Davo, can... Bally did create a early video game console called the Astrocade. Ooh, ooh! I take it all back. <laughs> I'm, I'm scratching protest off of my sheet because you found something nerdy for me to hang my hat on. I need mean, something. Yeah. <laughs> Question two, although now entirely electronic, many slots still feature the same pull lever that gave older mechanical slots the nickname one-armed bandits. This is an example of an older vestigial design element being retained in newer design for aesthetic purposes or to make the new object seem more familiar. Other examples include the spokes on a car wheel, the floppy disk save icon, and the audible click sound produced when taking a picture with a phone. What is the general term for 
useless design elements of this type? Uh, I don't know what you call it. Neither do I. I don't have a clue. Um, uh, a useless design element. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. See, when you were talking about it, like the click of a camera shutter on the phone and stuff, all I could think of was automatopoeia. <laughs> <That's> the, <laughs> and now I'm stuck on automatopoeia. <laughs> I just want the fans out there to know, know that I'm actually smarter than this. <laughs> and uh, some of my answers I give strictly for comedy. Oh, I know sometimes it's hard to tell, but I would think you'd want to apologize to listeners and try to convince them they're usually funnier than this. But OK. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's just hurtful. Yeah, that's <laughs> Sorry. That I'm getting salty as well. That's uh, just hurtful. Shot. <laughs> I really like these questions, though. In general, these are really yeah, fun. They are really, really. Because they're challenging and it's not a, t- a topic that I've, you know, spent a lot of time in. with. And the m- most important thing is that you learn something. Yes. No, no. The most important thing is I win <laughs> well, and, and prop up my own insecurities by feeling superior. That's bad news for you. Okay. Everybody's locked in. Uh, yes. I am I anxious am. to hear these answers, Devo. Oh God. <laughs> um, I said kitschy. Okay. Mm. Kels. I went with the one thing that made John Cena very popular. I said throwback. Oh, and Andy, I think a useless design add-on is called the Scrappy Do. <laughs> the cousin, the cousin Oliver, Oliver, if you will, <laughs> cousin Oliver. Sweep the leg. Oh, you have a problem with that? The correct answer is skewomorphs. Oh, sure, you're <laughs> making words up now. Just the animorphs. S K E U O M O R P H S. That is just flagrantly Just because that's your favorite transformer up. doesn't mean it should be included <laughs> in a quiz. <laughs> Question three. Generally recognized as the first slot machine, the Liberty Bell was first produced around 1890. It featured six symbols the Liberty Bells, spades, Diamonds, hearts, stars, and what other shape once released as a limited edition purple marshmallow in a box of Lucky Charms? And there's an easy mode for half points. Locked in. I'm locked in. Was one of them green clovers? I had to think no. about the commercial. Yeah, and I think that's, I got what it. that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I think I got it. I think I have it too. I'm going through my... <sighs> He's thinking about cereal. I am. <laughs> Pink hearts, own stars, yellow moons. Oh, it's right there. Give me a minute. Why did your leprechaun sound like Jimmy Cagney? You know what? I just need you to <laughs> shut up for a couple minutes. I'm trying to remember Lucky Charms commercials. <laughs> Top of the world with my Lucky Charms. Uh there it is. I'm locked in. He ran through the starting lineup. He did. He really <laughs> did. <laughs> All right. So nobody opted for the easy mode. The easy mode clue was close only counts with hand grenades. And yes. Woo. Yes. So counts. 
Yes. Uh, horseshoes. Andy? Purple horseshoes. And David. Horseshoes. It was horseshoes. Oh, thank God for the Lucky Charms edition. I would not have gotten it otherwise. No. And our final question. Slotzilla is a 128-foot-tall slot machine-themed zip line in downtown Las Vegas that carries riders over what second most famous street in town? I always ride the slot Gamera, so... <laughs> I like slot Mecca. Godzilla. Yeah. Slotzilla. Locked in. The, the second most popular street in Las Vegas. Just second most famous street. I, I like how somebody quantified the streets. <laughs> this is a good deal, really. You're on the ninth most famous street in Las Vegas. You're, you're This is a good property. You're on I the corner this might of be... the ninth and the 32nd, unfortunately. <laughs> I, All think right, I'm in. I think it's a fairly accurate description. Andy? Uh, second Street. Deva? 57th. And Kells. I almost went with El Dorado, but um, I said Second Street just because I thought it'd be funny. <laughs> the job of a chimney sweep comes with a great God, deal of responsibility. The hell out of me every time. <laughs> I wish you could turn that up a little bit more. <laughs> the correct answer is Fremont Street. Fremont. Oh, named over John C. Fremont. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this quiz has made me very, very upset. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, at the end of our regular rounds, Davo has 100 points. You broke. Yeah. You broke triple digits. Triple there digits, baby. Andy has 120, and Kells has 135. <sighs> Kells, you got to take a dive. <laughs> In the fifth, your ass goes down, buddy. <laughs> Whereas Dave was over there, cut me. I'm not going back in. Just cut me. I think John was pretty generous with this one. You have 28 items to choose from for your Ooh. top 10. 28. There are 28 currently operating resort hotels on the Las Vegas Strip. Oh, Name any 10 of, of them a... for 10 points each. Really? So there are some rules. Properties that were once there but have been demolished or replaced do not count. Uh, Properties that are currently under construction don't count. And if a resort has had multiple names, I'll accept any one of them. Is the Hanoi Hilton still popular? (laughs) Cal, should we start doing the Mo Green routines now, or do you want to wait? <laughs> Man, my bones when you were still dating cheerleaders. You buy me out. I buy you out. <laughs> He's banging cocktail races just three at a time. <laughs> I'm running a business here. Players couldn't get a drink at the table. <laughs> You don't come to Las Vegas and talk to a man like Mo Green like that. <laughs> You're my brother, and I love you. Um, and I got to tell you right now, trying to come up with this list, 
I feel like I feel like I'm getting a massage and I look up and I'm putting on my glasses. That's how I'm feeling right now. Honestly, you know, Al Neary shooting me in the face. <laughs> it's a good shot right through the glasses. Oh yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Um This is the part where I sit for ten minutes while they finish that last damn question. In 1957, Laika became the first animal to orbit Earth. What kind of animal was Laika? What is the only team in the Big Four North American Sports Leagues which shares its name with one of the Avengers? And here's one more question for you. Are you the type of person who enjoys playing trivia games, learning new things, and having a bit of fun along the way? If you are, or if you just want to find out the answers to those other questions, then our podcast, Quiz and Hers, might be right up your alley. Each week, one of us writes new trivia questions for the other person, covering everything from science to history to pop culture to sports. And every question in a game relates to some theme, like Game of Thrones, internet memes, sandwiches, or animals in space. Some of the themes make more sense than others. So if you like trivia, learning, or real couples testing each other's knowledge and patience, check out our podcast, Quiz and Hers, part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Quiz and Hers, the trivia podcast where we test each other's knowledge and the strength of our relationship. Yep, I'm still here, waiting. I'm doing poorly. And Dave was in mad focus mode right now. Yeah, he's taking off his headphones. <laughs> You're damn right I took off my headphones. <laughs> they're, they're doing Godfather again. They always leave me out. <laughs> Devo, yeah. you only have to get four more than Kells to win. Oh, cool. <laughs> you got this, man. Well, Might not plus, be harder than you think. Also two more than Andy. Three more than Andy. I am locked in. Is everybody locked in? Yeah. Yeah. I'm locked in. All right. Well, I'm going to go through these 28 plus casinos in order of construction date. Mm -hmm. Starting with the Flamingo. There's been several minor variations of that. Followed by Sahara. Sahara. No. Tropicana. Got it. The Link or Imperial Palace or the Quad or the Flamingo Capri. No. Planet Hollywood. Got it. That was one of the ones I was guessing. Like, they must have a Planet Hollywood there. Um, mm-hmm. Previous names were Tally Ho, King's Crown, Aladdin, and the new Aladdin. Mm. So, but you can only count any of those once. Okay. Right. okay. Caesar's Palace. Yep. Got it. Circus How did I Circus? forget that one? It's going to be an obvious one that I missed. <laughs> no, didn't get that either. Uh, Harris. Also, mm-hmm. Holiday Casino. Bally's. God, no. The, no. <clears throat> yes. No, I didn't get it. I thought I, I, thought I had them. I don't. <laughs> the Best Western Plus Casino Royale. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, but... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Vegas. We stayed at the Best Western. <laughs> wow. It's the I Best roller. Western plus Casino Royale. Yeah, it's oh, probably my, my mistake. Uh, so then we've got the Cromwell, a.k.a. Barbary Coast, a.k.a. Bill's Gambling Hall and Saloon. <laughs> nope. <laughs> the Mirage. Got yeah. it. Excalibur. Yeah. 
Uh, Got it. Excalibur. Luxor. Yay. Nope. Treasure Island. No. Nope. MGM Grand. Yay. Got it. The Strat, a.k.a. Vegas World, a.k.a. The Stratosphere. No. Never heard of it. Park MGM, a.k.a. Monte Carlo. Mm. Uh New York, New York. Yay. Bellagio. Yay. Bellagio I got. Mandalay Bay. Got it. Oh. Also, uh, Four Seasons and Delano are part of the same property, so Mm -hmm. they only count as one. Uh, The Venetian and the Palazzo are part of the same property. I got got the the Palazzo. Venetian. Venetian. Paris. Nope. No. Wynn. Also Oh, I couldn't remember his name. Fine. Uh, also Encore is part of the same property. Aria. Nope. Vidara. Nope. Waldorf Astoria. Nope. AKA Mandarin Oriental. And finally, Cosmopolitan. Nope. No circus, oh, circus huh? <laughs> The other one I guessed uh, is not on the list, and somehow I'm fine with that. I thought Trump would have a property there. I don't think he's ever. He did. I don't think he's ever had one in Las Vegas. It went bankrupt. Okay. Did it? Yeah. I thought his his bankruptcies were in uh, Atlantic City. Atlantic City. A lot of them were, but he had property out in Las Vegas, too. Mm. I know another famous one that's no longer there is the Sands. I had the Sands written down. Yeah, I think that one's okay. been blown up. All right. Davo, how many did you get? Six. Six. That brings you to 160. You're currently in the lead. Mm. Andy? Nine. What? Yikes. I got nine. I think Andy got it. That brings you to 210, and you are currently in the lead. And Kells? I only got seven. Seven brings you to 205. Andy wins by five points. Andy. Andy, congratulations. A Cinderella story. The odds were against me, boys. Huh? They were. Congratulations, sir. Thank you, everybody. So where does that leave me in the basement, Neil? Well, it leaves you in the basement. No, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I'm still in the basement. You guys are sh- are bunking together in the basement right now. Aw, slumber Aww. party. I call top Ooh. bunk. You each have nine tournament points, and Kells has 12. Start to slip right. away, Andy. We're going to spend the week strategizing, uh, uh-huh. sharpening our brains, uh-huh. um, eating Domino's pizza, and watching TV. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to be watching a That's lot <laughs> of Clubhouse Mickey. That's going to be our training <laughs> montage. Yeah. It starts just, off just, like with the first couple seconds of us like exercising. Then it's like just dominoes and a remote control. That's, that sounds amazing. Actually, yeah, we should do that. Really this time. We should I'm do tired that. of teaching. <laughs> well, once again, Andy, congratulations on an excellent, excellent comeback victory. Thank you. And thank you, John Bowman, for submitting those questions to us. Um, if any of you out there listening would like to submit questions to us for a quiz, uh, you can send them to Neil. Where do they send those, Neil? The, you can send them to neil at brainladle.com. And he's the, he will peruse them um, 
may send you a scathing email regarding punctuation and or spelling. He may not. <laughs> he may not. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. He, I'm very he polite in my constructive criticism. <laughs> <laughs> he really, we really appreciate it. And thank you so much for the quizzes that have come in already. And so from all of us here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, this is MC Davo with Kells. Uh, there was this kid I grew up with. Uh, he was younger than me. Sort of looked up to me, you know. Uh, later on, he had an idea to build a city out of a desert stopover <laughs> for GIs on the way to the West Coast. Uh, that kid's name was uh, Mo Green. And the city he invented was uh, Las Vegas. <sighs> Godfather. <laughs> Andy? Sneak eyes. So long, little brainers. And Neil. Okay. This is amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> That's all I've got to say tonight. No, that was amazing. That was so amazing. Greetings. This is the Brain Ladle Lyric Bot 5000. You can reach us on Twitter at Ladle Brain, on Facebook at Brain Ladle Productions, or on our website at BrainLadleTrivia.com. You can join us on Patreon where a $10 donation will get you a show invite. I like big butts and I cannot lie. Well, we're all so much better spirits now, aren't we? <laughs> that's my that's my favorite line from Ed Wood. <laughs> yeah, Martin Landau, yeah. Bella Lugosi. Let's shoot this fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I need to rewatch that movie. It's so good. Did a giant... Blower to start? Yes, it's by heater. <laughs> I was about to say, I, I, I just heard it when you said something about it. You know, having an airplane engine for your blower, a Cessna airplane engine as your blower yeah, is probably my house not is a... never cold. <laughs> it's never hot. It's perfect. Now shut the fuck up and let's do this moment of silence. <laughs> well, there's no silence, is there? <laughs> You've got you the nail on the head there, didn't you? You've got the Red Baron on the runway. <laughs> Look, a sock with camel is very energy efficient. <laughs> I just realized I don't have my phone on mute anyway, so let me fix yeah, that. Yeah, I heard your little ding as you're bitching yeah, about my yeah, sup yeah, with Gamble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Snoopy. On a five count. <laughs> five, four, three, two, one. I had to get the sup with Camel fired up for this one. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> Can't wait to edit this episode. Um Sounds like you're in the Everglades, man. <laughs> Chew that gate a little bit. <laughs> See, I almost had the name, and now it's gone. Good job, Davo. Way to keep it down. <laughs>
I use comedy to your advantage. <laughs> well, I sure don't know what I better do. I, I, that's just the type of petting that. Hang on, is heavy. Will the type heavy. of will there be heavy petting tonight? For the winner, the preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions. All rights reserved.